0: Age Care Insight podcast is an audio extension of the national aged care publication, Age Care Insight, available in print, web, e newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews, and insights in aged care today. Subscribe to Age Care Insight by going to agedcareinsight.com.au and click on the no obligation four week trial subscription link. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our latest Age Care Insight podcast.
1: Melbourne researchers are set to launch a digital technology program in Victoria's specialist mental health services. The project is called the Self-Management and Recovery Technology, or SMART, Research Program. I'm joined by project lead Dr Neil Thomas, Director of the National E-Therapy Centre at Swinburne University of Technology. Welcome Neil.
2: Thanks, thanks for inviting me.
1: The SMART program aims to empower people with serious mental illness to self-manage to advance their recovery. In what ways is this an important aspect of the recovery process?
2: Our understanding of recovery has been changing recently in terms of mental health service provision. So I suppose traditionally we've been thinking about recovery in terms of um, reduction of people's symptoms or preventing relapse or sometimes in terms of functional recovery such as people being able to return to work um, or, or education and so on. Um, but More recently, we've been hearing, particularly from consumers that use services, about the importance of broader aspects of recovery so that people often are in the situation, particularly in our mental health services, maybe dealing with more, um, what we might call like serious mental health problems, such as um, psychosis and so on. Um, People often say that that they uh, may still experience symptoms and they still have limitations, but that what's been important them has been about um, learning to adapt to those things learning to have uh, a satisfying a meaningful a rewarding life in spite of those things so so something that's come up has been this concept of personal recovery and that has been Talked about as being contributed to by a number of processes, and they include broader things like um, like shifting from being in a role of being a kind of passive recipient of care into being a lot more empowered and active in self-managing one's own mental health and rather than being kind of constrained and waiting for the for the magic treatment to come along that's going to fix everything actually saying right well okay i'm experiencing mental health problems and they're part of my life but they're not not the main focus and growing around that So what we've wanted to do with our research program is to develop tools that can support this process more actively. And we've been particularly interested in how we can use digital technology to do that.
1: Digital technology is really the driving force behind the program. Mm -hmm. What What are the key technologies behind it?
2: Well, we've got a background at Swinburne University in in, in developing digital health programs. So a lot of the stuff that you see out there has been about um, helping people by having access to self-guided programs, particularly for problems such as anxiety and depression. When we've been thinking about the client group that use specialist mental health services that what we thought was important was to be getting things which can actually integrate more with face-to-face services. So rather than being an alternative to someone coming and seeing someone, it's actually something that brings it in. So we've been keen to get a single online portal which can be used both by people directly but importantly be something that's suited to being used on a tablet computer that a worker can use with a client during the course of the session. So essentially what we've done is to develop a website that's suited to a number of internet platforms so it can be used on a, on a tablet computer such as an iPad, can be used on a desktop or laptop computer and can be used on a mobile phone as well so that people can access resources throughout. So. What we've gone about doing as part of this project is developing a website which has a number of resources that are available to help people with their, um, with their mental health recovery. And the second thing which has been uh, central to this project has been the type of resources that we use. Now, in terms of helping people with their recovery, what has come out has been that people really learn a lot about recovery from other people that have been through the same thing it's not so much professional views about what you need to do but hearing other people's stories which can be very influential so we've embraced this and what we've done is rather than have a lot of text in, in the resources, is based them quite strongly around a series of videos in which we've edited together around particular recovery related themes, people talking about how they've navigated those issues. So people with lived experience being filmed discussing their own recovery. And these include themes around how people have managed uh, difficulties in, um, in being isolated and reconnecting with people how people have um, managed their relationship with services, how people have dealt with stigma associated with mental health, how people have coped with stress, um, how people have managed their physical health, and so on and so forth. So what we've ended up with is uh, a series of of. Um, topics which have a number of videos in which people are hearing from others who've been through the recovery process talking about how they've done it and then the opportunity for people to comment on those things themselves and get a discussion going between different users of the system.
1: So what benefit can accessing this type of information bring about for individuals affected by mental illness?
2: So... uh, I suppose there's a couple of ways in which we're trying to and trying to promote this um so one thing is is helping people to to um learn about those processes themselves and to develop skills in that area. The other is to get discussion going between themselves and workers so one of the things that we've had from our pilot program has been um a lot of feedback that people are saying that um they're able to actually have conversations at a deeper level Um, both the workers are saying that and and the people that have done the pilot program have said that they're actually able it's kind of like a conversation starter. hearing other people talk about um, you know the 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 challenges that they have experienced with mental health problems um, brings it a bit more out into the open and enables people to have those conversations.
1: So, mental health workers can introduce the resources to patients to use during appointments. What benefits could this have for mental health workers?
2: Well, I think the um, what mental health workers have have said to us is that, that this um, seems to be a useful tool for for actually, you know, kind of getting conversations going with people about recovery. In in terms of what we often see in services, I guess. I guess one of the one of the challenges is when we try and um, when we try and change practice, we often do things like say, "Oh, well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put something on a form so that people are asking the right questions and so on and so forth." But often that kind of ends up being a barrier. What we wanted to do something is to develop a tool which would perhaps be be something which would be more energising and be more um, more prompting of, 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 of discussions and actually support those interactions. Mm-hmm.
1: So, where did your interest in using digital technology with people with serious mental health problems stem from?
2: Well, I mean, I suppose if I if I look back to um, when I started working in mental health um, as a practitioner, um, what what really interested me was like, well, how do we how do we people with skills? How do we empower them, and so on and so forth? And I I ended up training as a clinical psychologist. And um, a route to doing that was via psychological therapies. I suppose one of the limitations that I've seen, though, is that there is the use of psychological therapies alone to do that is not, um, it doesn't have enough reach. Because the therapies that we've got tend to be quite advanced and tend to require quite a lot of um, training in order to be able to implement. So we've ended up with a with a suite of kind of interventions which aren't necessarily that suited to the mental health workforce that we have, um, where people may not have extensive psychological therapy training. So there seems to be something particularly valuable about having um, about being able to get tools which really work for the mental health workforce, and the combination of the Internet's capacity to empower people by being a a source of information, by being a way of displaying quite dynamic content, enabling people to connect with each other. And um, and this particular issue seemed to be a a potentially very important way that we can use um, is, is, is to bring forward this so that there can be wider access.
1: What results have you seen from trials of the program?
2: So, I mean, so far, we, what we've done with the program, this is a four-year program. So what we... The stage we're at at the moment is we're about... Start a number of major randomised trials that will look at the effects of this and how helpful it is. Um, so far, we've done a sort of extensive development phase in which we've been working carefully with with consumers, with mental health workers, and so on, in order to in order to develop those resources. So it's been this sort of iterative process of trying to get it right. Um, we ended that with a with a pilot with a small group of people to sort of test out about how useful it. Was was. What we found from that was that um, that it it seemed to be feasible that we had uh, mental health workers meeting with people for a number of sessions, bringing an iPad in, using that as a prompt for discussion, and uh, People people came, they engaged with sessions, they fed back that they felt it was useful. The, um, the the mental health workers that were doing this found that actually it was quite viable as a means of working. Um, and we're also finding the... Participants were logging on between sessions, and this is including some people that had had quite limited exposure to the internet before. Um, no one dropped out, and everyone gave positive feedback. We used some quantitative measures as well, and our main outcome was, uh, was a measure of a sort of consumer-defined um, recovery measure, and we found significant changes on that. But significantly what we're doing is actually getting feedback from people as well. And some of the one of the things that stood out the most was that people were feeding back that, hey, I don't feel as alone in my experiences. I feel like that there's other people out there that are going through similar things to me. Um, and this is perhaps reflecting that a lot of people may have... They may have some contact with other people when they're attending mental health services that have mental health problems, but there may not be the level of discussion about what those experiences are like that people would normally and ordinarily get in their mental health service contact. So having a space where people can really hear people talking about what it's really like subjectively to have these experiences, people found was creating a sense of, of, of connection and and not being quite so strange and, and feeling different from other people, but actually feeling, um, feeling that there's other people that are like them.
1: What are the key goals for the program moving forward?
2: Yeah, so as I said, I mean, we'll be um, uh, looking at, uh, doing a series of research projects with this. We've already started doing a major um, kind of gold standard randomised trial in which we're comparing use uh, youth- of our resources as a dedicated intervention versus a control intervention um, over a number of sessions and we're recruiting people for that over the next year. We're also doing a trial which we were just launching this week in routine practice. So here what we're doing is is is. Um, Recruiting mental health workers who'd be interested in taking part, and giving them access to resources and getting them to identify some Some uh, of their caseload and seeing how it actually works in practice So with these projects we'll be doing uh, a number of sort of outcome measures also getting feedback from people about about this and doing an economic analysis to look at the um, Look at how what cost-effectiveness it is um, generally speaking though i mean we've we we've got this project which will be going until um mid twenty seventeen um but what we what we're seeing as as well as like kind of like looking at our resources that we've developed which you know we think we think are good and, and we're quite excited about them um, we're seeing this as being an opportunity to actually ask those questions about well how how do digital resources actually fit in with mental health service provision? Because although we've got electronic note systems in some services, we're really not using these technologies in mental health service provision in the same ways that they've been... Uh, embraced by industry and so on outside of the healthcare system so there's a number of questions about well, what is it like having a healthcare interaction in which um, an iPad gets introduced to that about what happens with the processes of of watching videos of people talking about their experiences about modelling processes to do with that what's important in these interventions so we're hoping that as well as looking at the resources that we've got we can get broader learnings about how we can bring technology into health provision.
0: Aged Care Insight podcast is an audio extension of the national aged care publication, Age Care Insight, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in aged care today. Subscribe to Age Care Insight by going to agedcareinsight.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link.